the Koi Gig part. You know, for a first World Cup, I think they've done excellently. But then you think of how close they were and what if, what if this, which is a great sign. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB GAA. The Football Pod on Off The Ball. In partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. How are you all doing? It is episode 35 of The Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. We are recording on a bank holiday Monday. It's early here. Monday the 7th of August, just after 9am. Paddy Andrews. It's a bit too early. It's a bit too early. How are you? How are you doing? I would have liked this later in the day, I have to say. This is, it's a bit much. It's a bit spicy for a bank holiday Monday. It's more commitment commitment to the pod. No, I, I do accept that. It is commitment to the pod. But we could have done this at 5 o'clock this evening. Ah... <laughs> uh, I don't know. You're you're digging me out. I'm getting away after the long summer, and it's a hurling week in Clare this week, so I'm getting away for three or four nights. Aye, so, and for you, T, and for your travel plans. Gotta get away, man. You couldn't get away during the championship. Are you so going? Hectic. Yes. Actually, there wasn't a peep about the bank holiday this week. The weather was so cat. Yeah, weather the wind, disgrace in Dublin. Like. Yeah. yeah, not good for footballers. They all wind. No. How's the week been, Paddy? It was a good week, but Jesus was tired, like, I have to say. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, the win on Sunday for the Dubs. So Sunday and Monday were heavy going, I have to say. So Tuesday and Wednesday were not great. Uh, Thursday started getting some semblance of normality back. Friday and Saturday was all right, but then it was in, it was at United yesterday in the lads that were off for the Viva. United, so United C team. Yeah, yeah, it was the United Duds. <laughs> what an absolute catastrophe that was. Uh, but a good day out again, so it's where the voice is still a little bit shaky today. But you read, okay. we three days before the All Ireland last weekend as well. Like, like it was yeah, a heavy weekend. weekend. <laughs> Dublin Kerry went full showbiz last week, didn't it? Like, <laughs> three or four days. Well, before. you boys, you boys made the most of it. Did I have we to say. what? Yeah, I never got the chance to ask his on Sunday. We did that that podcast live from Crow Park on Sunday. Fair play to you both. It was it was brilliant stuff. Got a great reaction. How was up for the match? On Saturday, <laughs> it's good. It's it's some show. What a show it is! Green room was great. There must have been a bit of crack, was it? It was. Oh, very, I was getting very a heavy, low key, uh, well run, <laughs> great green room, few very beers, good green room, and then into town after days and Jackie. Absolute showbiz. Yeah, 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 yeah it's so. Jackie top of the pops. Though, yeah. They were not legends yeah. of Ernestum, and there was nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I went home after. I was oh. shook from Thursday and Friday and I needed to get me act together for Sunday. And Jimmy, Darrell Sullivan, O'Mahony, Michael Lair McCauley, you guys were going big on Saturday night. And I was like, no, nah, can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Couldn't face it. Like, uh, but you were working Sunday. I was. Do you know, the lads are all right. I, did I met James in Crow Park three times. I did 10 gigs on Sunday. Like. I met James in Crow Park three times. Before the game, point in his hand. Yes, uh, after the game, point in his hand. We had to get our way into the press box. I had to stop him bringing the point into the press box. So, <laughs> I'm taking, making the most Parker. of not working for it. I was absolutely delighted with life. But in the premium uh, as well, you can actually drink out of a glass. I was like, that is the best thing okay. about being here today. No plastic glass, shite. Straight out of a nice. Oh, where were you? Just above the Air Corla, were you? You're on, you're I got okay. lovely AIB tickets. Hashtag hey, toughest for more. <laughs> well deserved. The toughest for more tickets. 
And uh, uh, yeah, no, I didn't like that. There was a. So we might come back to to the week in Kerry in a minute, right? Paddy, I was proud of, well, very proud of one thing. Oh, God. Regardless of whether you were out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, <laughs> Monday night, Tuesday night, or even last night, there was no drunken tweets from you after midnight. Fun date. <laughs> uh, never, ever drink a tweet. That is, we all knew that beforehand, but you probably know it even more after this week. Wowzers. <laughs> it's one way to get trended, though, I have to say. I had, oh, I was telling you, I had fear thinking about Potvin's <laughs> fear it was all Flitters are right no, Flitters yeah, no, are right perfect but Jesus yeah, whatever you put you don't want that much of a reaction to it well oh. 4 million how many, yeah. many views Tommy uh, got, there's a boat tweet's got 4 million and I'll go tweet that's good that's I'll go through the tweet in a second but this of all the 100,000 uh, quote tweets or, or comments this is my favourite and I, I don't know if this is original but this one's from uh, at SullyGuy07 so credit to you if it is 2pm in the boar's head Jesus Clifford had an off day 6pm in Smithfield Mick Fitz had him in his pocket 12.37am having a piss in Cassidy's he was smoked <laughs> very good <laughs> it's probably not too far off very good <laughs> the timeline good tweet yeah. that's a good tweet yeah. Uh, yeah. no it was a uh, I think the uh, saying he got smoked is the pretty inflammatory now. We were saying, like, players do talk like that. Like, we were saying, girl, I smoked him, like, in a nearly tongue-in-cheek way. But I think, to be fair to Flinner, right, that's his opinion on it. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it, I have to say. I thought Clifford... Clifford had a grand game. Like if you look at it from two perspectives, right, Clifford scores two points from play, creates, what, one-two... And then another four or five scoring opportunities for himself. At the other end of the pitch, Collie Basquel for Dublin scores two points from play, creates the goal, and has a massive impact on the game. And you can kind of say, from a Dublin perspective, and for Collie Basquel going, brilliant game. What a performance by him. Real coming of age thing. So if you look at objectively and the numbers, himself and Clifford, both corner forwards, they have the same sort of input on the game. But the reality is, a bit of context, Collie Basquel is like breaking into the Dublin team. He's been around the squad. He's a really good player. We know that. And he's at a different level to what Clifford is. Clifford is the best forward in the game, 100%. Not up for debate. At 24, he's already probably built himself into like, legitimately being considered as one of the best players of all time. And he's, got a, he's another seven or eight years of this. So he's held to a different standard. And he himself would hold himself to a different standard. And the reality is... We spoke for two weeks in the lead up to this game and loads of different tactics and the depth and kickouts and all this good stuff. It, you could simplify it and say, if Clifford gets hot, that can win Kerry the game. If he's off and Fitzy does a job, Dublin are going to win the game. And that is the long and the short. But that's what it came down to. So I think Clifford had a, a grand game, but the biggest thing that let him down and, and why people are saying he, he didn't have his best game and he didn't is... For, he wasn't clinical which is so so rare for him to miss four or five opportunities that it, it can't simplify that, that, if he scores then Kerry going to win that match that is the reality and that's the role he has the responsibility he's the best player in the game he's Kerry's best player obviously exceptional leader for them and he took responsibility but he didn't have a good game when it mattered most and that is Flinner makes that point maybe it's a bit uh, 
uh, tongue in cheek how he does it. But that's the reality of it. That's Flinner's opinion, and I think we all agree. And I'll tell you one thing: David Clifford will agree with this. It wasn't his best game, and unfortunately, he's that important to carry. If he's off, that's don't say it's costing the game, but it probably has played a massive role in them not winning it. But I, I thought, I, I think there's massive credit to Fitzy for what he did. And there's definitely times Clifford got the better of Fitzy at different stages in those games. But as we spoke about it right after the game, the, the relentlessness, the focus, the diligence of Fitzy just to be at Clifford all the time. He's forcing him to take bad shots. And that's, he's in his head. And that is the reality of it. That's, yeah, deserve massive credit and we said it before the game as well it's not just Fitzsimons doing it like Dublin the work rate all over the pitch the middle third the organisation and the tackling from the forwards it keeps Clifford on the edge of the game as much as they can like he only touches the ball probably twice in the first 20 minutes well, now, watching it live Paddy I, I, was, I was thinking a lot about the manner in which Dublin closed off that channel yeah. that Clifford wanted the ball in. And it was different players all the time. It was Fenton at one yeah. stage, Merchant Kilkenny was there, Howard was there another time. Eddie we were Dorn. wondering all week, who's going to be the Keno Sullivan? Who's going to play that role? But it was a different Dublin player but in but every, me, every play. It had to be like that. And we said this, if Clifford gets the ball un, unopposed all the time, forget about it. Yeah, he might miss a couple, but... He's got to get there eventually. And that's what Dublin did. And Fitzsimons is massive credit, but also the, the whole organisation around the Dublin team and the work rate, it kept them to a minimum. And then a little bit of your just hope, is he a little bit off? And that's where Fitzy comes in, where he's just at him all the time, all the time, all the time. And Clifford, he snatches out a couple of shots, which is so unlike him. That's because he's under pressure from Fitzsimons. And then there's also the, the mental side of it. And this is a, a thing I, I would say Clifford would look back on it and learn from he, he does start forcing things in that second half because he feels the pressures on him because he's on the edge of the game. And that we, we've been in that situation, Jimmy, before where you're kind of going, there's 30 minutes gone, there's 40 minutes gone, there's 50 minutes gone, and you're not lighting it up. And you think, geez, I, you, I need possession, I need to do something here. And there's times, definitely two, or two of those shots in the second half, I think, there was that really on? Even though it's Clifford and he, he, he could score it, that's, it's a really low percentage shot because you can see the pressure's getting to him. That's the nature of it. He's, he's the leader of that team and it's coming down the stretch in the honour in the final and that's that's part of being the best player to be able to deal with that. And I think Kerry will look back on it. I think he'll look back and go, it wasn't his best day and that's where he he wasn't smoked. <laughs> I don't agree with Flinner on that and he'd probably take that back himself. But I don't think... He didn't. <laughs> he no, didn't take it back. <laughs> he might have rolled back a little bit. He could be ignorant himself <laughs> as well at times, but <laughs> the, the premise of it uh, wasn't far off the truth. Maybe the language is a little bit different. I thought the reaction now, and this is fucking Twitter again, was a bit <laughs> over it. Like I say, four million bloody views on this. This is the latest scandal. I thought, I was surprised. People care this, though. I, of course people, people care. People care. But the reaction of... Going Great after tweet. Flitter, like this is like uh, classless know. and sour grapes. Get the f- I set up two if new profiles just to reply to it. <laughs> you have 50 bots <laughs> set up to me. If people Harry don't agree 19, with your, 19, uh, Like this, if people don't agree with your opinion, it does not make, you know, it doesn't give you entitlement to just go, what a disgrace that human being is. How dare he? Like, get fucking over yourself. It's his opinion on yeah. something. I would say Flinner, as one of the best players this century, is more than entitled to give his opinion on it. I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I'm not going to swing from the rooftops for three days on Twitter pissing them on about it. But that's just the nature of Twitter. But look, I, uh, well, look the thing with the thing with, with Clifford, 
Jimmy, come on. What's the Kerry perspective? You, Jimmy, you have a bit of balance here now. Come on. No, I have been <laughs> in that situation that Flynn was in. It's like after a few points, you get so loose and you start talking absolute tripe to your own crowd. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and everyone in your camp is brilliant and everyone else is the enemy. Do you know, it's just the way it is. Like That's how, that's how players talk and ex-players talk. But I suppose once you're on Twitter, it's a dangerous, dangerous territory. But people like Clifford... Even if you look at Ronaldo and Messi in the soccer, right? They play a bad game. Next thing, he's terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just how a reaction. When you're at that level, when you're so high and you get so much praise, there are going to be times when you get the way more criticism than you deserve as a result. It's just the way we are as supporters. And it's, but it's it the standards cruel. he set himself, Jimmy, isn't it? It is so good. You the standards are so high when there's a little drop. Like I say, compared to Pascal, it's kind of the same output from both of them, but he's on a completely different plane. To that. It is, but when... You know, people expect so much more from him. Like. But when you're criticised, you, you don't get criticised fairly either. You get criticised to a whole new level. And that's just that's just what happened. But I mean, and I said this about about Sean Kelly, I think, when at the time of the kick. Like Clifford would deal with this no problem. Do you know what I mean? He is, he's such a top fella, top bloke, top mm. player. He'll he'll dust himself down, take a bit of take a bit of a hit here, and he'll come back even better. I have no doubt about it. What do you think you learn from? What do you think you learn from? He learned what what Paddy said. I think it, it, he just forced a few shots. Sometimes in all situations, just just make something happen. Do one two and slip it to a fella to chip an easy point. He he really did take on maybe. A, a lot of responsibility in the in the build up to the game. It was all about him, and it's so easy to fall into that trap. Maybe he. Then again, there was two shots he took that were on for him that just tailed wide. And I yeah. remember thinking he put his hands on his head, and it was like, "Fuck it, yeah. what is going on? Why did they go wide?" So I mean, it was just it's just one of those days. There's no there's no big big struggle. But what I will say about him, can I can I ask you about putting the hand on? Yeah. Just putting hand on the head, like one of the biggest things for me I felt was the, like you're playing Dublin in Crow Park, it's sold out. The energy the Dublin fans got from every David Clifford miss was multiplied as well. Like, is that something you learn that you've got to be even more effective? Because I know if he gets a score there, it's worth two points to carry. Well, he's not thinking, he's just thinking, let's get, let's get a score. Let's, how am I going to get it? How are we going to get a score here? realistically all year it's been I'm going to create something and I'm going to pull the trigger so I like his shot selection was off absolutely his execution was a bit off one day of the year that's just the way it is he's, he's going to have to grow from it and he will and there's, there's no fear of it but what I would say about his development as well right in this in this off season he nearly has to not 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 think about himself obviously there's things he can improve on but he's he's so top level he needs to almost think about bringing along two or three new fellas now into his little cohort. You've got himself, Paddy, Shawnee, right? But they probably need another another one or two I don't think that's coming in. Just him, Jimmy. I think that's I think that's maybe a little bit unfair on him. He's a massive leader. He's the captain of the team. But I think that's the coaches as well. Like it's, it is. But he, I think there, I think it's got to a stage where, even though he's only twenty four. And you could see this manifest last Sunday. He's he's taken on too much, and in a way that's that's admirable because he's such 
obviously he's an unbelievable leader and he takes that responsibility you can see but I, don't, I, I disagree he's he like, can't be taken on too much just because he kicked a couple mm. of wides the last day do you know what I mean it's, I, I, I think I, it's I, putting I, massive pressure on one player but there was a bit I, of I a, think there was a bit of a build up for him but I, I still I still wouldn't change much about what he does if anything the only can, thing he needs is a can bit you double down on what you were can you just explain what you were saying there about this winter for him because you would have entered an attacking unit that was possibly coming towards the end but were still there for a long time and, and Gooch Donaghy Darren Declan they were all still there when you were breaking through like how can he transition in those lads that are on the fringes that obviously have talent but haven't shown it yet at Intercounty level well the, the team that I broke into was different because even somebody would have Donaghy would have he nearly win a ball and put into your tummy for a tap over do you know what I mean like that that was kind of the the way that that, that group worked but I think that someone young needs to be added to that unit as a forward unit to kind of improve the boys and let them mould him to do what they want him to do. So it might be a ball winner. <clears throat> it might be someone <clears throat> who just runs off Cliffy's shoulder every so often, takes a bit of space off him. But they need to get someone into that forward unit that they trust and they can bring along. Because at the moment you're looking, you're looking at the panel and you're thinking there's no one of that level maybe to help them. So I, I think that's one thing that where they can they can all work this winter to get a relationship <coughs> with one or two fellas to really improve that forward line. And I think that that's, that's interesting. that will happen. But isn't that? <coughs> I think that's what Kerry Nagy I mean, was saying all year that there's the reliance on Clifford is a bit too much. That mm. you need other players need to come to the fore and, and clip those scores. And reality is, Gini's probably a little bit older now. Is he going to be the man to do that? Stephen O'Brien, the same story. That's just the nature of it. We need these guys to come through and support the likes of Clifford and, and Sean O'Shea and take some of that burden off him. Because look, the nature is he's still going to be the best player in the country for the next five years, I'd say at least. So can can I ask you a question on that, Paddy? Yeah, I thought I just thought I I felt it in the build up to the game. And afterwards, you got the sense of it. The Dublin players, there was so much emotion in their speeches afterwards. It's so hard to read into everything that was in it, but there was a lot of players sticking up for what Desi Farrell did for them over the last couple of years. Yeah. You could see that. Um, there was players talking about the pride of getting James McCarthy up the steps. <laughs> but there was also a sense that some of them felt maybe a little bit disrespected that there was a, a young lad from Kerry with one All-Ireland being hailed as possibly the greatest we'd ever seen. Until you drilled into it and you realised... That Desi Farrell pulled an absolute masterstroke the week of the All-Ireland final. Go on. Desi Farrell says David Clifford is probably the greatest footballer he has ever seen <laughs> at a Sunday's All-Ireland final. So when the Dublin players are reacting, there were some of them saying in the game afterwards, they were talking about their own manager saying it. And putting it sometimes that motivation I can would come say from well, that would be relatively oh, planned. Yeah. A well planted story. Would you say would you say so, yeah? Well I think look the reality for, for Dublin and why it meant so much as well is that they'd lost for the last two years. This is a group of players. The famine, the, the great famine, yes. Fenton's example. He hadn't lost the championship match ever. So we're the top of the game, All-Stars player of the years, winning All-Irelands year on year on year. And that's taken away from you then. Not just one year, but two years. And then you're, the third year, you're in Division 2 and you're being challenged. And that's, we've all played sport, lads. You can create <laughs> chips on your shoulder and that edge and that hunger from anything you know Michael Jordan I took that personally <laughs> you know so that's just an aid to the all, all the sports science that edge of being even creating this bit of disrespect 
of course that gives motivation to guys as well. I don't think it's sustainable long term for three, four years. Yeah. But for this season, I said it all along. And Jimmy, you were laughing at me that Dublin would win this all Ireland. Even though at times they were brutal in Division 2, when the lads came back, the whole sense of just they are going by hook or by crook, they're going to win this thing. And last Sunday was the, I, I thought, the perfect example of it. That Dublin weren't great. I don't think it was quality wise the best game, but it was intense. Jesus Christ. But I just got the sense they are going to pull this out of the bag somehow because of. That type of thing, yeah. Two years of hurt. I get it. Looking from the outside, going, Jesus, teams have won the All Ireland in decades. But, but for those Dublin players, that I, without a doubt, that was a big sense of motivation. And yeah, maybe people are saying Clifford's brilliant. Yeah, maybe, but maybe players did use that. Whatever you can to find an edge around things, you'll use it. And that, you see the reaction from the Dublin players, from Dublin supporters. That was a massive, massive win. Um, and yeah, you just, I, it, it was a build up of basically two and a half years of disappointments yeah. and yeah loads of different stuff there was um, I think it was Kieran Whelan who first mentioned it in the build up and Desi Farrell spoke about it afterwards James McCarthy spoke about it afterwards too that one of the key moments in the lads coming back and, and all of this happening was James McCarthy's wedding last December <laughs> it's a good wedding you weren't at the top table but I'm sure you were in the mix of some of those conversations were you? <laughs> Vaguely remember some of these, yeah, in Luttrestown last And December. was there a feeling that night that there was something happening? Um, oh look, it was kind of Christmas time and everyone's having a few beers and the lads had obviously been beaten again that summer and all, there's a, we have a wedding next Friday as well with Dean Rock. It's one of the times where everyone's back together again. Um, so naturally football dominates the conversations. Um, and maybe, yeah, I wasn't sitting there with Desi Farrell saying do this that or the other but I'm sure those conversations were happening in one of the side rooms around around the wedding about three o'clock in the morning but um, I think the biggest thing and Desi Farrell said it there was always this, the lads all everyone cares about it everyone cares about it and for, for Mano and for Jack and for Clucko for the different reasons at different times that you know what I actually don't want to do this anymore I can't do it uh, I'm doing whatever personal life professional life whatever it was but there was never a sense of the split that oh, they, they've fallen out with Desi or they've fallen out with the players. It was just, I can't really do this anymore. We, we had it during our old time. We'd run your Carroll left. Jack, Jack's retired about four fucking times and he's come back. It, this players, there's so much that goes into it and there has to be so much that goes into it to, to win the thing. If you're not all in on it, you actually really shouldn't be there. And that's the lads at different stages. Yeah. Couldn't do that and whatever it came to this season. And I tell you, 100%, Seeing Kerry win the All Ireland last year, that would have been a big motivation in it. <laughs> the lads going, we can, we're still in position to do something about this. I'm going to go back and give the lads a takeout. And when that happened, and you seen the two boys going back, and then Stephen coming back in from February or March, you'd, I was just like, and I'm sure within the camp it was like, we we're going to win this thing because they're that good. And we seen the quality. We look at the game last Sunday. Cluxton was exceptional. Mannion gets man of the match. McCaffrey comes on in all the big games. He comes on and makes a massive hit. That's the quality of players. That's The surprising thing for me is those guys came back and reached those levels. I was wary of, yeah, off the pitch they'd be amazing. But could they reach the height of five or six years ago when they were all the top players in the game? Like, and they did, which is incredible. It's not just that, Paddy. It's incredible. They reached it in the All-Ireland final. But that's all the biggest games, Tommy. And that was the worry. He was going, Cluxton's 42. Go, yeah, he's brilliant around the dressing room, but is he going to be able to get to those levels again? And Mannion, 
if for two or three years he was probably the best forward in the game himself, Conor Clifford. But then he's been away. You're going to see, and Jack, Jack hadn't kicked the ball in three years. You're going, he's, he's not going to be as fast. He's not going to be able to have the impact that he had in 16, 17, 18. And all three of them are big moments throughout the championship. And, and in the final, on the biggest day, came up trumps. And that was a testament to how good these players are. Um, but it, yeah, it was that, if those guys don't come back, yeah. I don't think Dublin win the honour. That's the reality. I think, despite I all think the other stuff, if they're not there, I think it's a big ask for Dublin to win that honour. But once they were, and you could see the level they were at, I said it, slam dunk, Dublin were going to win that thing. You did tell you what, if buts and maybe James. 2024 is wide open. All season. <laughs> <laughs> Cork are the team to watch in 2024. But no, that's, yeah. I was, and that's, you know, that's why it was emotional for those players. And for the Dublin supporters, and I was. It wasn't just for the players. The, yeah. Everyone around was out in the city, we were out on Sunday night, we were out on Monday. It was. People are talking about this in Dublin as, as big a win as 2011. The only thing that's, that that's, I, that's, you know what I that's would how say. Big it is, like. When you think about the analysis of the game and everything, it's very much. It, it proves how much of on a knife point the whole thing is. Like oh. Carrier coming in for criticism now, deservedly so after a loss or whatever, you're always going to get that. And Dublin are, are the bee's knees, but like it, <laughs> it came down to probably one turnover or one wide or it was it was level one, three minutes at the entry time. Yeah, like that. It was level. It's just on a knife point, and you, that's how close you are to going back to back. You're legendary yeah. for a couple of weeks, or you think you are anyway, <laughs> and or you're nothing, and it's back to square one. Do you know? So it's just it's interesting, but I, I, it's just it's so rude. It is. Sports. I watched the game back yeah. and I had a couple of a couple of notes after watching the back because you have such a different perspective on it and that podcast we recorded in Crow Park lads fair play to you it was brilliant <laughs> like it was it was all emotion though like we I don't think any of us had processed the match no, by that no. stage um, Jimmy, like, Jimmy was all over the head point it was, <laughs> it, it was Jimmy was, it was swaying great in the seat like I was like hey, Jimmy Quag, most listened to the podcast yet how many listens over 60 a million over 60,000 people li- listen Whoa. to or watch that podcast. So thanks very much. Carry. Beautiful. Thanks very much. And that's without any Kerry fans listening. So thanks very much to everyone, <laughs> as always, for listening to the podcast. 60,000, um, baby. We really appreciate it. So some thoughts after watching the game back. That was one of Dublin's best final performances of their 11 All-Ireland finals since 2011. Not their best, but well up there for a couple of reasons, right? I felt Dublin were the aggressors in that game. They nailed Kerry every single time they could and they left something on them. Goff allowed that game to be played like that. Great ref. I thought Goff had a good game. Um, yeah, but Jimmy, Dublin what, set Jimmy, the terms of engagement. Jimmy, what are your thoughts on Goff after last I game? thought he had a good game. The only debatable yeah. one was the, the free he overturned. Well, the, the red card. The two red cards in isolation. Costello and James McCarthy. They could have both got the run on a different day. <laughs> and the, the free that he, that he overturned for, for Clifford and Fitz, Fitzsimons. Like he, I actually thought that was the right call. It probably was. I, I do agree. Probably was, but you'd always say a ref never changes his mind. Never changes his mind. So yeah. Fitzsimons throws his hands in the air and the, suddenly it's overturned. But the thing is that Kerry actually lose that ball. So from Kerry having possession yeah. in there... And a score. And a score. Even score. if he didn't give the free, Kerry have the possession in there. And now it's a hot ball, we lose it and it's gone over the bar to the other side. That was probably a, a turning point as well. But I thought he had a good game. Yeah. Very. Who who booed him? Was it the Dubs that booed him? Why are the Dubs booing? I, I think so. If the refs go up, everyone's booing them anyway. That's just. Yeah. If Body Clifford got the um, microphone, Larry. I can tell him. 
<laughs> I wanted a word with Paddy after the match just to see Paddy give Gaff 30 seconds there <laughs> a few other quick ones um, Kerry's most hurtful spell and their poorest three misses in this game happened in the 57th 58th and 61st minutes David Clifford had it wide from about 25 yards in his right foot mm. Adrian Spillane just off the bench bursting through on goal Gosh. he bounces the ball on the wet grass and he loses it and Tom Sullivan gets the ball in the perfect spot in his left I know it's not the outside of his left but he's it's telegraphed what he's doing and he still gets a shot away but he skies it well, hold on hold on it, it was in the midst on. of a spell hold where on. Dublin outscored no. them 7 points to 2 and the next score for Dublin Brian Fenton saunters up the Tabby field pops. in his own space but Tabby, and puts the ball whatever Kerry Spillane loses that ball because Owen Merchant buries him Owen Merchant is 3 foot tall and he wins that hit he bounces at Paddy though I don't care he, he loses the ball because Murch is in him Tom okay. Sullivan misses because Niall Scully is all over him and, and yet I'd still expect Tom Sullivan to score it but that is that is what Dublin were doing all day it was dogged like and this is what people yeah. are, and back to the Clifford for times and Clifford misses Clifford's, it's because Fitzy's all over him and it's just that is the margins and that was the, the way the game was played it wasn't the highest quality and, and Kerry were brilliant at this at times as well absolutely in terms of their work rate and it was a scrappy game but that Timmy you said it after it was it Gaini's line you're not fighting for the ball you're fighting for the medal that was the mentality of both teams you could just see it it was so intense neither of them will look back and go that was really high quality but those moments that Kerry miss they're forced to because Dublin's work rate and that's you have to give credit there and that's why I thought Fenton was exceptional down the stretch because he was the one guy and Mannion to an extent where it was like they're, they're still playing like a normal game mm. they're still they're still cruising through this match despite absolute chaos going around them and and that's where, where Fenton down the stretch I thought was exceptional but there wasn't really many Paddy Clifford has, has moments in that third quarter where Kerry are really good he and was next to three, three from play quarter. second half didn't he three from play yeah. in that period and that's like that's nearly stood out more because it was so scrappy around mm. but those big moments, the best players were kind of still cruising. You're just going, Jesus, that is, that is high quality under the highest pressure. Like, and ultimately, I think Dublin just had a little bit more of that than carried it. And that's yeah. again, Jimmy, we're talking the finest margins. It's level at injury time. Mm. Clifford could kick the kick a score and they got one up and Kerry win the thing. So it was so so tight. But that's what you expect between these two teams and in a game looking all over the final. That's what it comes down to. I just had those little moments. Yeah, Kerry were a little bit off, but they were off because Dublin were putting them off. I say I thought that I thought I've, I've, Fenton was absolutely Rolls Royce. I I love him as a player. He's so he shows such leadership. He even got the short kick out at the end after after Clifford kicks a wide and he secures possession for the for the free that Dean Rock kicks at the end. He gets the ball in the cornerback spot, moves it on to Kilkenny. Eventually it, it ends up with McCaffrey who gets fouled. Is it McCaffrey that gets fouled by Mike Breen for the free? Don't think so. Pascal, I think. Is, is, it, McCaffrey? is it McCaffrey? Could be. Was it Pascal? Pascal, yeah. I think. Was Pascal. God, I can't remember. He, he, can't he actually started just by getting a short kick out. Just give it to me. I'll move it. I'll do the right thing. Composure. And I thought Howard, Howard yeah, got A kickouts. Like for a fella to make himself for A kickouts is serious graft. But how did that happen, James? Because Fismaris called that in commentary watching it back, I think two kickouts in. Cluxon's looking for yeah. Howard here. How can he recognise it up in the sky? And like how is that not being stopped? Kerry, or is Kerry it? would have known that. They would have looked at every single kick out and Howard is Cluxon's go-to guy. 
trust him yeah. implicitly. Like. But he did, his, his numbers weren't he weren't outrageous coming up to this though, Paddy. Like he'd got, he, I think he was one of the most. All right, but he he wasn't getting eight a game. I mean, eight yeah. kickouts. That is so good, wasn't he? That is a relationship with up yeah, and trust. Yeah. yeah, but isn't that lads? Yeah. And this is I'm gonna throw this out here and I go big on this. All the player of the year stuff, Clifford McCarthy and stuff. I wouldn't give it to either of them. Cluxton for me is the player of the year. Honest, biggest game. He was immaculate. And the bottom line, Dublin would not have won the All Ireland without. That is, and I would be giving it nailed on. McCarthy wasn't great in the final. That that's reality. Clifford was below his par in the final. They had brilliant moments, obviously throughout the season, but consistently. And the bottom line, Dublin won't win this thing without him. And for him to come back, Jimmy flogging a dead horse. <laughs> Good stuff you were saying. It. I just thought. He's a, a absolutely exceptional. His final performance was... I can't let him away with that, Teach. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he not player up of the year. Last he's, he said, there's one more game. He still has the final. Clucks to this player of the year. 100%. Clifford. Who are you giving the team? Player you're, player you're, it was Clifford Summer. No, it, it was, you can't, it was Clifford can't lit the final, it up. Jimmy. Can't. He lit it up in can't. every game. He got nine against Derry in a tight game to get he a did, He didn't light up the final, Jimmy. And he didn't light up he the did final. He got, he got his couple of points up to goal. He didn't no, play, he he didn't play great in the final. That. Quarterfinal, he did an outrageous pass. He's created those moments all through the season. I, I, I totally agree with that. He is exceptional. But and can I ask you a question, actually? Bottom line. Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from, but who who actually votes for Player of the Year? Ah, this is the players. Is it the players? Crooks. If it's the, the players, it's Clifford. Three. I think, I, yeah, I do. And this is, yeah, this is an interesting one. The media put forward three, who I would imagine will be... Clifford McCarthy and Fenton Cluxton and then it's the players or Fenton Fenton maybe Fenton maybe is Fenton's best player every day are you overlooking are you like are you overlooking Cody Pascal he could potentially be in there top second top score from play uh, unbelievable impact in the quarterfinal yeah big impact that's that can swing it like everyone's had one one down game it's just natural you're not going to be brilliant every day I don't think Cluxton has uh, yes, we just don't notice it in goals because they're doing fuck all for most of the game. Mm. <laughs> uh, who would say the five best players for me? Cluxton had Cluxton had the best players. final. Cluxton, Clifford, obviously Fenton. I put Shane McGuigan from Derry. It was not yeah. to get it, but I put him in there for what he did with Derry, and I'd put James McCarthy in. Yeah. Did you hear Brawley? Not his best final. Brawley take McGuigan though. I see Brawley. Oh, that is. <laughs> I Brody comes out with some big ones, ones, but I do not agree with that. Like, Probably had a bad week. Was Philly McMahon backing him up? <laughs> or was Philly McMahon disagreeing with him? I, can't, I couldn't tell what Philly was saying. I think Philly was disagreeing and agreeing at the same time. Right. Pat Spillane was definitely backing him up. They were Pat saying Spillane was backing Paddy up Paddy Small was better. Brody. Which was, no, which Paddy was, Small. Paddy Small is a brilliant player, but Shane a different level this year. And last what, year. What, Brody was saying Shane McGregor wouldn't get in the double team. But sorry, what I didn't understand about that conversation was they questioned, but they questioned Shane McGuigan's work rate. Like oh, Shane McGuigan's work rate is to the detriment of Absolute his own game. Like nonsense. Shane McGuigan in the Ulster final is winning two of the last three kickouts. Ah, he's absolute nonsense. He's getting he's backtracking. Like he, he gets nailed by Kerry garbage five or six times in the semi final because he's involved in every single play. Like Shane McGuigan is he can only score on the loop. <laughs> That's nearly. That's nearly. Do you know what that's like? That reminded me. Like that's worse. That's worse than Flinders Colin Clifford. You know what? That deserves to be retweeted. Get four million views on Bradley saying McGuigan would get his own county as well. Like 
That's a bit That wrecked, reminds me of uh, That reminds me of The Two Trick Pony comment What was the Two Trick Pony Wasn't that Wasn't that Martin McHugh Martin For McHugh was I thought that was Did that have something to do with you James No, no? Didn't we? I thought that had something to do with you <laughs> Cut it now Charles <laughs> Computer says no wow. to that one So how did we end up On Bradley and Shane McGregor by the way Oh sorry Shane McGregor Top 5 oh, best Jesus. country Yeah <laughs> Name, Former Donegal All-Star Martin McHugh has branded Kerry Legend Colin Cooper a two-trick Tony <laughs> and claimed his 24-year-old county teammate James O'Donoghue is a better player. Oh, McHugh lauded okay, O'Donoghue. What a, what a statement that is. Man of the match in Kerry's All-Ireland yeah. quarter-final winner with Galway as one of the finest players he's ever seen. Uh, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> that must are have been very difficult to deal with. Are you better than Grant? Look at this. How much did you pay Martin McHugh for that call? Talk to me. Thousand quid. No, he was. He was. That was. That was said at twelve thirty-seven on Twitter as well. I think. <laughs> Lads, there's some big calls being made, and that's what, if that goes out on Twitter, the internet's gonna break. Like. Boys, that's that's what you need to do to get in Sunday game. Paul Flint Sunday game. Martin McHugh Sunday game. If you want to uh, get ah. from football pod to up for the match no, to the Sunday game, GA go. You gotta try some of that. You need to be to GA go. <laughs> okay, football. I have two two very last quick ones, and then we're gonna take a break and come back with a few more uh, bits. Paul Mannion is an absolute superstar and he's made for the big day. He's just been created in a lab somewhere in South Dublin. He kicked five points again on Sunday, his biggest tally of the year. One fifteen now in his eight All-Ireland final appearances. He had 15 minutes in 2013. He got injured, didn't score. He was working abroad in 2015. He played no part. In 16, he played 80 minutes across both finals. Came off in one, came on in the other. 17, he kicks three points. 18, he scores a goal. And across two finals in 19, he kicks six points. He is Dublin's joint second top scorer across their 11 All-Ireland Finals. Dean Rock is one number one with 147. One point from play. Mm. Uh, Bernard Brogan Kevin <laughs> Mack, love that one. at 212. And Paul Magnin have 115. So, uh, that's some going, Paddy, isn't it? Unbelievable. Top of the pops, as we said. Yeah. He's shown it again and again and again. And we seen him, we were getting glimpses of him with the club scene, with Crokes obviously going very well, winning all other club titles. That's all we were seeing of him. So with him going back into the Dublin fold was... And, he, and the, listen, it probably took him time to get back up to speed. There was performances earlier on in the league, in the National League and in the Championship where it definitely wasn't a Paul Mannion we know. And that was the, the challenge going, could he get to those heights again? And he's done it again. Never, like The quality has, the mentality has... You can't understate that. It's so, so important. And look, he just showed it again. Like, Paul Mannion is an unbelievable player. I don't think, what else can you say? Like, he's proven it again and again and again. And last Sunday was, he was, the, he was along with Fenton, one of those guys where there's chaos going everywhere <coughs> and he was just doing the business. And that's, that is the mark of the highest quality. Do you know, he, he's gone through yeah. phases of like being almost an assist uh, an assist or an assist merchant or kind of a ball winner tackler hard grafter he's kind of had different kind of phases of his career hasn't he and then to turn up in the final and get those four from play like he was just a rootless finisher and the best point he got I think was was the counter attack in the first half when Kerry got it stuck yeah. too many bodies up I remember looking at it going we've too many forward here ahead of the ball we no no punch from behind and we all got sucked ahead of the ball and next thing lost it and Jason Foley and Mannion were almost in a race to the goal. Yep. And Mannion puts on the afterburners. It was incredible athleticism and pace. 
And for oh, all the injuries know. he's had and everything against Jason Foley, he, he won the race and then chipped it with the left straight over. I thought that was a great score. Do you know what? If if Cody Pascal had slipped that a little bit earlier, Manion was true on goal. Thought, and and Manion was, was, I'd say Manion let him know that. I was taking yeah. goal when they turned He took a off. solo. He took an oh. extra solo. But then yeah. I was like, that's composure. Like, the chat, goal chance has gone, clipped the score. Yeah. That's yeah. It. And yeah. that's just, ah, lads, yeah. what, a, what a player. Oh, oh, magic. Magic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. This is episode 35 of season three of the football pod of Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. Thanks very much again for everyone for listening in so far this season. The pod is brought to you with thanks to AIB, proud sponsor of the Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag toughest for more. We had an unbelievable night last Thursday night in Crow Park. That show was just great crack. We had Paul Gavin and Keno Sullivan there. We actually barely talked about the match. So if you haven't actually seen it, you can go back and watch it. There's so many stories, loads of great crack. It was really enjoyable. The boys were all in great form. So do go back and watch that. We only have a couple of episodes left this season. So we'll have an all-star war show coming up. We're hoping to get a special guest on for an interview. And James, you were grabbing a, a glass of water or a coffee, I think, when I was telling Paddy. The other show, I'm going to ask yourself and Paddy to do a bit of homework and to come back with your like this. propositions to fix Gaelic football because some people think that the game is in a, a troubled place I'm, ha- so I'm happy with we're it we're going to be back you, you just do yours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it from here to you Jimmy you head off there I'm happy fix Gaelic we, football I need to talk to Larry McCarthy we are going to be back right after this talking a little bit more football Alright, you're very welcome back to episode 35 of the Football Pod of Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue James, I'm coming to you on this one because Kerry have this ahead of them this winter John Small tweeted yesterday Joe Brawley is one of the kindest hearts you'll ever meet but when it comes to football analysis and he tweets a picture of an article written in March the fire is gone and the dubs don't even seem to care I'm not going to get into the article or, or what was in it but we spoke a little earlier about the power of hunger when it comes to sport and Kerry are going to have no shortage of that this winter when they look back on that All-Ireland final when they look back on the fact that they could have buried the dubs and their their last dance and the amount of emotion and celebration we've seen them having this 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 last week but they also could have been looking at a, a shot at three in a row next year if they had got over the line last year last week when it was a level in injury time and it fell short how much can that hunger help them over the next few months I suppose there's different there's different phases of it there's an element of grieving you know first of all that needs to be done um, and then fellas are going to go back to their back to their club championships which will be a nice break but at the same time there was there's championship games on this weekend for fellas um, so they're into the club scene they'll have they'll try and forget about Kerry forget about the game all that which is hard and then when that's finished come October November it'll be a case of sitting down and seeing where you can go but like it's different in this Kerry setup, I think, or in this in this um, in this time, because Kerry that Kerry team would probably have disbanded with a win. You know, you're looking at maybe the the Stephen really? O'Briens, the Gainies, the Palmer. I'm guessing as a fan here, as a supporter, I don't know, but it would be nice to do what David Moran did and kind of bow out on a win, back to back, a double. Would they go back? Would, would be a question so now Jack has the question mark does he keep everyone together and go at it with kind of the same group again or does he rebuild a new a new team you know so I, Jack hasn't necessarily through his career rebuilt you know he's always kind of taken a team and maybe given an extra little bit to it and, and, and moved it on but he's never actually 
gone through a, a transition that might need to be done now. I, I don't think they're probably at the transition phase, but he's going to have a few difficult conversations with fellas trying to keep them around. So, I mean... Uh, but they also need... They also need fresh blood, right? They do. In a sense They need fresh blood. There's a bit of depth needed there, right? Yeah. Look, I think that I think that's the main talking point from a Kerry point of view after the game was the case of we don't have the seven or eight options or nine options off the bench. We only have maybe two or three that are definitely going to impact the game. But Jack likes that. I think he likes to have 18 or 19, a solid unit. But when you get a knock or two, and especially with this, the, the way the season is in so many games, <clears throat> it was fine when you had Munster semi-final, Munster final, yeah. quarter-final, semi-final, final, like five games. You, you'd wrap someone up. I remember Amphis Mars tore his hamstring three weeks before the final, grade two, and just, and played and ripped it in the final, but they'd won it already. He came off. But I just think that he needs to maybe add a couple of additions, but that's where the, the difficult thing is. If a couple of the lads step away, you're looking at seven or eight additions rather than two or three sprinkles, you know. So it's a strange one for Kerry, but definitely that that hurt is the main motivating factor when you're getting back in the gym in November or in yeah. or in October. You know, you have you have something to fight for again. But the the grieving process has to happen first and they're going to be in that phase for a while. Paddy, that winter of twenty fourteen was probably the one that you had as a as a group. Yeah it was. It was massive. That that was a big part of it that seeing Kerry win but also just we were outsmarted we were outworked by Donegal in that famous semi-final and that was yeah 100% we, we worked we always work hard pre-season it's fucking torturous every season but there are things that make you get through it a little bit easier and that the reality of being second best or in that case we didn't even get to the final that was that was a big part of our motivation to try and get back there get back on top we felt we were good enough we felt we the, the players to do it. we felt we'd underperformed and that's that's exactly what Kerry are going to feel like for the last week they, they felt they should have won the game they felt they had opportunities to win the game they felt they would underperformed so that like I said it's, it's one of the most basic motivating factors in sport is seeing someone else win your title what you believe is your title so for Kerry that, that, I think that's a plus going into 2024 that there, there's that edge I, I felt they lacked that edge all year all year I think there was glimpses of it against Tyrone in that quarter final and definitely in the second half against Derry but as a, as a course for the whole season I thought the National League we expected it to be pretty hit and miss and it was Munster Championship was going to be pretty irrelevant for them but I just felt I couldn't get away from, from the Mayo game at Killarney where a team that is on is on that has an edge about them they don't have a performance like that like that like Dublin had played poorly in games throughout the season but, but nothing to the level of like Kerry were annihilated by Mayo and it was it wasn't necessarily much of a tactical thing it was like Mayo just running through them like that is a motivation that's an edge and I felt that they were a little bit off with that all season now they nearly pulled it out of the bag but th- th- I don't think that would be an excuse to them next season I expect them whether it's whether it's the same crew or not and, and Jack has the same players whether there's new guys coming in I, I agree I think Kerry do need to bring in some new guys and, and look they have players of course they do but it's, it's getting them in and getting them game time to supplement that forward line but also just depth in the squad that there's options there because it is a new season it's a new way of games you're playing Nine, ten championship matches in the course of a couple yeah. of months. You need bodies. You need bodies. And I think Kerry were actually. I thought Galvin's point. Kerry were Galvin's actually point all right with injuries this year. It wasn't too bad. Well, they lost, they lost Cumber, they lost Joe O'Connor. And I actually thought Paul Galvin's point to the roadshow about 
that middle third sector was actually quite tight. I never yeah. thought of it like that. Like the amount of depth that Dublin actually had. And he had a tweet up about the A versus B. I'm not sure Kerry ever really had that. Like we saw glimpses even of the likes of Donald Dan O'Sullivan and um yeah. and Darrell Roach and a few other lads getting a chance in the league. They never really got minutes in, in championship. I know there was a couple of injuries there. Midfield, they lost a couple of lads. And in defence, Mike Breen was back quite late. He had a big year last year before he got injured. And, and they were probably short. Breen Bjuglik was never really right. And he had a big semi-final last year against against Dublin. I do think that, that Kerry were short a little bit Definitely. in that area. And you have to get, like that rugby thing that we always go back to, get the 50 caps. Get Just get, get 20 or 30. Get the numbers up. Yeah, appearances. Come on as a sub. Hear the noise. See everything. See how it works. See how the, the pressure comes on late in games. Be involved in that. And then... Come to All Ireland, you're ready. But like, Jack can't be turning around, going, "I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who I'm bringing on here." Yeah, yeah, which is it's unfair on on everyone. It's not. It's just give them give like that. Load game really was was a chance. I think to start a couple of fellas and see what they're made of in a championship match. Now it turned out to be fairly one sided, but still you're giving them the experience. But like he's gonna have to go around. He's gonna have to start watching those club championship games now this week to get to get a couple of fellas in. But but Jimmy, I think the reality here, like Kerry, are gonna be in. I wonder if favourites to win the All Ireland next year. That even with all, yeah, that there's disappointments from from Sunday. There's maybe a couple of guys pushing on. There's question marks over depth. Kerry still are gonna be one of the favourites to win this thing, and they're gonna be right there in 2024. You look around the country. And you say, well, who's coming up to eat their lunch? And I'm not saying, I thought Galway underperformed. You expect them to come back. Mayo, at times you're thinking, have they figured something out here under McStay? And then the all failings come back, but they're going to be in the mix. And then you're looking into the Ulster Championship. Realistically, Derry can Tyrone sort themselves out. There's a lot of change going to happen in Tyrone. Derry... Even though they've been, Derry need, Derry need a big winter. They, they've been impressive, but again, I just feel their ceiling is probably. I think they're maxing out, and, and it's yeah. not at all Ireland level. So, so the reality is, without having to change too much, Kerry are still going to be right there as favourites to win the Ireland. You look at what's going to happen with Dublin, and no one knows. If you're asking me now, do I expect the same Dublin crew to be training in January? I'd be, I'd be surprised. So, so you think? Yeah, but they'll all come back in March. And I had the dubs will break up definitely. Do you think they'll break up? Why would they break up? Because that was that was the deal. It's hard to tell. That was it. Let's let's win this one. And that's why they had so much of so much. Yeah, and that that's what. what If they said right, we'll come back here for for two more years. Two or three years. There's no power in that. It's like this is fucking it. We're done in July or August, whatever. This is it. Are we doing it or not? And they, that's where they got the power from. But if you look at it, say worst case from a Dublin perspective and everyone leaves, <laughs> they're all out. That's a massive turnover for Dublin as well that they need to sort. So straight away, you're looking at the 2024 and bear in mind, it's bloody a week after the, the, the all the final. <laughs> predictions, right. Predictions now for 2024. <laughs> Cork are <laughs> going to be one of the favourites for the whole thing. Cork and Mead. Mead are going to be one of Mead the favourites. Mead are back. But like, the reality, like it's still McLuhan McCary and they accept that. But realistically that they're going to be right there next season yeah they need to make a couple of changes but so do, they're starting so far ahead of the majority of the pack that Jack O'Connor is, is a smart coach he's been around the block he knows what he'll need to do and there's players in Kerry don't be telling me there's not guys who can score in Kerry so it's just a, the league is far more important to Kerry next season than it was this year we knew that we called that the league for Dublin next year is kind of irrelevant that's they're in Division 1 so they 
bloody don't want to get relegated down again. But there'll be changes in Dublin as well. And then you're looking outside of those two, there's question marks over all the other contenders. There is. The reality is Dubs and Kerry, just, yeah. they're, well, they're going to be right there again. Galway confirmed last week that Joyce is staying on. We don't know what's happening in Derry. Is Kiramina going to stay on? Is there going to be a new change there? We don't really know what's happening in Armagh yet. Is, is Geezer going to stay on for another season or are they going to throw the toys out of the pram? The clubs have a... Yeah, exactly. In Tyrone, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'd say one thing Jack O'Connor is hoping for this year is that the likes of Ratmore and Fossa beating in the first and round. the other clubs don't get <laughs> a big run. And it's, it's, it's horrible to say it, but I can imagine county managers are thinking that they do not want their clubs getting the runs. Like Sean Kelly last year had a relentless year. Connor Glass, Shane Walsh, yeah. David the Cliffords, Paul Murphy, they had Shane Ryan unbelievably long years mentally and physically. And that's just the nature of the club season and the, the split season at the minute with inter-county football and club football rolling into each other. So before we leave the other in a final, we've a couple of quick things to wrap up on James. Uh, we're going to be late for training so we're going to get in trouble um, if we don't <laughs> wrap this up really playing, quickly so that club seems to just be scrapped I told you this we're going all the yeah, way we're we are still playing back in action but this weekend Legion Good luck this weekend. Are you, have you played put yet all your, put all your money on Legion we won on Saturday we won our first round oh. Yeah, big, yeah, big win I, did, I kicked a wide oh, nice I kicked. good wide though great strike <laughs> I was I, I keep smoked. Um, I, I was, it's as good as a score. You were smoked out I was there. Midfield. <laughs> I, did, I had a different sort of job. I was midfield. Who smoked you at midfield? midfield? I got smoked in the first half, actually. It was the fault of one of our lads getting a black card, but oh, I, I, I did okay in the second half. Did okay in the second half. <laughs> James, good luck this weekend. Who are you playing? Coro. Neutral venue. Okay, We've, like. We're in the group of death. Oh, the other two teams in the group played. Likewise. This weekend, actually. Great game. Kilcoman and Lone Rangers. We're in the group okay. of death as well. Who's in the other? Who's in the other? Kilcommon. Who's in the group? Lone Rangers. Lone Rangers, yeah. And Lone Rangers. Mike okay. Frank played. The McCarthy's are Kilcommon, yeah. are they? Keeley. Okay. Keeley and McCarthy. McCarthy not gone to yeah, New York, didn't he? He went to London, he's yeah. Back. No, he's, he's not. Well, I don't know. Is he coming back? He's not oh. around at the moment, isn't he? Is Mike Frank still playing for Lone Rangers, though? No? <laughs> he was togged, all right. <laughs> no, I don't know. He, what a player, though. Up to, he was playing. What a player. Up to early 40s. And at. at Unbelievable Serious quality as well Like kicking Serious he, He's kick. still bringing A bag of balls yeah, He still brings was, A bag of balls Down to the pitch To, to go kicking like. would One of the great joys In life Brings a bag of balls Down and hard, Kicks for hard half bet. an hour hard bet. Paddy there was Big news actually Last night in Westmead oh. um, Your old foes Gary Castle oh, Ireland finalist In 2012 Bet Bridget In the Leinster final In November 11 Relegated to intermediate Football in Westmead Jesus Did they lose a few bodies Did they don't know, but well, that's the, a big the, one on West Desi Dolan was a massive player for them. I remember they, that was 2011. Jesus, a long time ago. Uh, but for them, yeah, all Ireland club finalists. Cross McGlenn yeah. bet them, didn't they? That year. Yeah, in 12, cross. In 12, yeah. It was a cross. They yeah. Inter. That's, so it's the same thing happened here with St. Vincent's and Pluckett's were in the B Championship. Phoenix. And Bridget's. Did you go down to B? Bridget's, are, I think they were in the C Championship at this stage. Um, of like Vinnie's all Ireland winners Conley, Massey Quinn Jerry Brennan all these guys they were in the B chapter as well so it's just the cycle of players and this is the biggest thing if your underage isn't right and you haven't got that conveyor belt coming through do you have to win an intermediate to get back up or is it like two finalists there's intermediate and then there's B chapter so you have to win a B chapter wow. to get back into the A chapter you so have to win it yeah. who's in the B have to win it or the two finalists two finalists in the B chapter get promoted so Kula were in the B chapter Mick Fitzsimons Con O'Callaghan they won that they got promoted Vincent's won it last year so they're back up uh, Mossy Quill was still doing the business bit of Mike Frank Russell there yeah. Right. <laughs> what age is Mossy now? 
Uh, 40, I think he's late, 40, late 50, I think 58, 59. <laughs> what a player, Massey, listen, I'm sorry, Massey. I apologise. I'm only winding you up. Massey's probably 40. But Massey he was Quinn, the second, such the a second most influential man in Dublin football, I would say, Massey Quinn. The mighty he's up, he's Every up time there. he's so on yeah, TG Carr, he's doing the business as well. He's never playing yeah. poorly, like. No, kicking spinners, yeah, scoring goals. A poacher. What a man. But a busy couple of months ahead, I watched the club championship with uh, Close Eye. <laughs> you will. You absolutely will. Oh, um, yeah. you there will. was a couple of, yeah, there was a couple of other bits of news. Matty Donnelly, Matty Donnelly suffered a, sh- a shocking injury at the weekend. Bad. Sounds like a bad one. Looks like he could be out for the year and, and Ethan Rafferty as well last week for Grange. Both um, leg breaks. Really bad injury. Is that like collisions or their legs? Sounds like a, I, did, I, yeah. I don't want to say it, but... Uh, they sound like bad ones. It'll be a you know, crucial yeah. injury or something like that, but leg breaks is... Yeah. Donnelly did it in the Kilmacud 7th and, and Rafferty did it in the, in in the, the league seventh. game for the Grange. Oh, is it crucial worse though? Crucial worse than leg break, I'd say, is it? To get a bad know, leg break, it could be hard to heal. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Hope right. Thoughts they're with right. the lads. They're Best right. luck at recovery, but that's, that's a shocker. That. Best luck to everyone in their club action. Um, Enjoy in it, the last couple of weeks. Enjoy the club yeah. stuff now. We'll be back next Monday with our All Star show. You'll be glad to know. This is going to break the internet. Our All Star selections are not going to go down. <laughs> we've got a hint of, of where you boys are leaning for your Footballer of the Year, but we will be deciding the official football pod Footballer, Footballer of the Year. How will we, so. we decide this? Because me and Jimmy well, did not agree on this. We're going to have three judges in the media. Right, me, you, and and James, yeah. and then we're going to open it up to public vote. Oh, and that's what we're going to do. Public vote. Wow. So no, there's no, going to be a mix. No, no, there's going to be a mix. There's going to be a mix. There's going to be a mix. I've I've a weighted system here. So the public at twenty five percent, we get twenty five percent, and so on and so Where's forth. That's how oh, this is a fair. This is a stitch up already. Like. <laughs> right. That's how we're doing it at the moment. I'll, I'll try and if so I. So next next week the All Star. So we've a week to pick our All Star team. All-star team, yeah, and uh, a couple of awards are going to give out as well next no week. No bullshit so. now, Jimmy. Don't be We've coming in with 10 carries. No, I don't. I picked it already. I, I've... Oh, I Ford, Ford Derry. Oi. You have your Don't give it already. away. We have three more shows to get through. Don't give it away. <laughs> we'll roll these all into one super episode here and knock it on the head for the year. Great to catch up, boys, and good work this week. And remember, no tweeting after me. <laughs> no. The fault is dead. Lock it away, baby. <laughs> See you, lads. Be good. Thanks. Enjoy the bank holiday, boys. Chat to us next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.